Welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast. I will be your humble GM, Daniel Andalek. With me today is Samson Davis. I almost came to tonight's session with nothing but beer in my stomach. So thank you, Eat Street. <laughs> Marietta Jones. Wow, that would have been an interesting session. Stace Babcock. I've really lost the thread here. And Alex Finn. I am here. Before we get started, a little bit of housekeeping I want to do. Um, you guys have all advanced your individual storylines. You've found a buttload of ciphers and artifacts over the past few sessions. Do you all have three additional XP? Oh my god. I love that. Oh, oh my gosh. What am I going to advance? Mm-hmm. I, I know, I'm like... <laughs> deep breaths, deep breaths. Nobody hyperventilate. I want to give Nyx a new skill. I just don't know. I don't know which one yet. Mm, maybe stealth at this point. I know. I was kind of thinking that. <laughs> stealth would be nice. Uh, well-rounded characters. My, yeah, that's what I do. Yes. So who remembers what happened last time? I am going to pick on Samson. Me? Well, last session started with betrayal by a certain Seski. I'd almost blocked it from my memory. Well, thanks for the reminder. It's the biggest development so far. So <laughs> Jeski betrayed us, and that was lame. And then Atalia and Dilly, after being um, not so much captured, but uh, contained, escorted. By, escorted. escorted. Escorted is good. Yeah. <laughs> Atalia and Dilly were escorted to the Handler HQ, where Atalia and her mother had quite the discussion. I was very stressed. Um, highlights are uh, Jima being a boogeyman from the past. Jima wasn't a great mom, though, but a good grandmother. Natalia's life with the handlers was all part of Saliana's plan, which is cool. That's cool. Um, and Love that. Yeah. After all this talking, uh, Natalia was given a choice. And following through on what she did as a result of that choice would allow her to like leave the handlers like with a clean, clean bill of health or whatever. The choice was to either like Hunt down Nyx, or find a uh, Numenera, or a Cypher, or something. Something, it looks like a crescent moon wrapped in barbed wire, and was last seen with one Clemuel, who we saw in Charmond. No, not Charmond, uh, Shalmas. Mm-hmm. Talia goes for the uh, crescent moon option, has a three-month time limit, and possibly dies if she doesn't? I don't know if that's true, I just wrote that down. But she now has something in her arm that we don't know what it is yet. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Nix and Chacha were separated as a result of us being escorted to the handler's place, and they dealt with their own handler. And then at the very end, Hand reached out and grabbed Nix by the shoulder, saying, Boss wants a word with you, or something like that. And that's basically it. Talia and Dilly were leaving the handler's HQ, and Nix and Chacha were. Dealing with a new friend. Mm-hmm. And just a reminder for our listeners, Nix is currently dressed in a handler cloak, and Cha-Cha is in a yellow Perot costume. I thought you were going to say yellow pierogi. I'm not going to lie. That would be delicious. Aren't most pierogies usually yellow? It should be yellowish. Dough color? Yeah, but if they're served right with the oil and butter, they'll that's where they'll get that tinge. Oh, I have to admit I'm not that into potato pockets. What? They're everything you could ever want. They're a pocket, and they're a potato, and they're pasta. 
Samson and his handle are offended. Like the Captain Planet of carbs. They're like blander dumplings, and that offends me. Or like blander ravioli. Wait, am I losing listeners? <laughs> <Not time. laughs> you might be. You might be. You're definitely starting. I mean, they're fine. They're fine. I'll eat a pierogi. Controversial. Can't be helped. So we pick up where we left off. Cha Cha was moving ahead down the alley towards Jima's house. Nix was following, and then a large hand, a heavy ham hock of a hand, comes down on Nix's shoulder, and a deep voice behind her says, Boss wants a word with you. What happens next? Nix will turn her head and look up. You see behind you a huge man. He is easily six foot six. He is got the build of, he looks pudgier than he is. But his build, like that structure is like, it's broad, like Dave Bautista broad. And he's standing there and you recognize him because at one point early on, Dilly showed you an illusion of this man and you recognize him as Deuces. Hey, Deuces, what's up? Boss wants a word with you. Like your boss or my boss? Sure. Uh, okay, that doesn't make any sense. But uh, also, <laughs> if I wanted to hit you, how hard would that be? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so this is what you know about deuces. When Dilly showed you before, one of the things that you saw in the way, at least the way Dilly presented him, and you can see now it doesn't look like Dilly was exaggerating. Deuces is probably... While he is definitely large, especially from what you've also heard, like you also know that he is faster than he appears like he should be. <laughs> and effectively, he's behind you holding your shoulder. So this is like a grapple moment here. So you're going to be at a hindrance for anything you try to do to him. I think that Nix is just going to try to break his grasp and get away. Okay. So that will be a might roll of, that would be 18. I was a little scared you were going to say 21. Would you consider this unarmed? Yes. So 15. I don't know the last time I made a... Is your training in unarmed or unarmed attacks? It says unarmed. I would have to look at the... Sometimes I shorten things. Darn it. Today I gave Marietta shit for having Discovery and Destiny open. <laughs> Do you know what page it's on? Uh, you're trained in unarmed attacks from your fighting style. Yes. From tier two? Yes. So wouldn't that be unarmed attacks then? Yeah, so that would be an unarmed attack. So getting out of a grapple would not be that. So it'll still be an 18. I will be filing an appeal with the uh, podcast council. <laughs> Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> check your mail, Daniel. Mm -hmm. I'm going to spend two levels of effort on this. Wait, is that wise? Am I dumb? I'm still going to do it. Okay, so that brings it down to a 12. Well, do you want to hang out with deuces or do you not want to hang out with deuces? <laughs> I'm going to re-roll that. <laughs> that's, that's a five. Ah, 16. Okay, so you break out of deuces hold and... When you do, like, he doesn't seem to, like, react much. He just kind of lifts an eyebrow and looks at you and says, going to do this the hard way, huh? 
I just I feel like Samson wants it to be yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, Nix will try to probably a bad idea, but I want to see the fight. Don't look at us. Don't look at us. You can't see us. We're not there. <laughs> so uh you said your boss wants a word or like what does he mean? She uh, she mean by that? They want to talk to you. And then, like, kill me or because that's going to depend, you know, if we're going to do this the easy way or like the hard way, you know, suppose it depends on the conversation you have. All right. But I'll walk myself. All right. That's fine. You'll go first. I'll tell you where to go. Okay, man. So like. uh... Sorry, I have to address them. So Cha-Cha was a little ways ahead. Cha-Cha, can you make a perception check for me? This is only going to be a 12. Actually, they weren't. You weren't too far away, so it's a nine perception. So, Cha Cha gets a two. Cha Cha is not aware of what's happening with Nix and Deuces behind her. So, Deuces says, "This way." All right. Yeah. Uh, and he gestures behind him. So, uh, what kind of guy is your boss? Do you like working for them, or, or you know, is it is it chill? It's a job. Yeah, I do got to say, I see you like out and about or I've seen you out and about. I don't know. Maybe not. You work nights often. I work whenever they need me. Yeah, that's a rough schedule. Yeah, that's been I've had to pull double. My partner hasn't been showing up to work. Oh, wow. That is the worst. Really hate it when, you know, people flake out, let you down. Mm. Sometimes they try their best and just can't make it work. You know what? That's so true. Yeah. So how far are we walking? I'll let you know when we're done. Oh, yeah. I was just making conversation. Like, it's a it's a nice night. Not too cold. We're not far. Even better. So are you just going to kind of continue the banter with deuces? Yeah, I'm just going to try to <laughs> appear like a human being to this monstrosity. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so that you guys will continue walking our way. Italia and Dilly. The elevator reaches the main floor, and you guys are escorted to the front door. Jesky with us. Would you take Jesky back? Oh, no. I need that information first. You were not aware of her in the elevator. Okay. But as the door opens, you hear a little woof behind you, and Jesky comes trotting up. I like look at Dilly and then I look at Jesky and then I kind of get Dilly again. <laughs> Dilly, still in the disguise, by the way, just kind of shakes his head. Jesky, if you're with mom, I think you need to stay with mom, okay? So sorry. Dilly's like crying. <laughs> she tilts her head at you and like slowly waves her tail back and forth. Talia just like backs away slowly. <laughs> Jesky kind of. Gets down low, like it's a game, and then sort of trots up towards you, wagging her tail. Okay, but here's the thing. I don't think I can lose her. You know what I mean? I just, like, look between them again. You know what I mean? Uh, your choice, boss. Let's just walk a ways. <laughs> Sounds good, boss. Uh. Okay, so you guys start leaving the house. Yeah. You start walking, and not too far behind you, you hear the tiny click of clawed feet following you guys. Once we've gotten a block or two away, Dilly will grab Italia by the arm and 
drag her into a nearby alleyway. Okay. Natalia is like preparing to scan her arm as. Holy shit. Are you okay, Natalia? Why? Like just in general, how are you feeling? Are you good? That was a lot. <laughs> the thing in your arm, do you know what it does? I know what it does after I scan it. You can try to scan it, sure. It is a rather complex device. It is. So one thing, your mother clearly cares to make this right, because the Numenera itself is a level 8 Numenera device. It is definitely tied to your contract in some way, shape, or form. It's definitely got that aspect to it, and it definitely... You're not exactly 100% sure what it does from just a scan, but what you can tell is that it has, like, when it triggers, it does something. <sighs> if you want to, with the information you gather from your scan, you could try to do Understanding Numenera. You would get an asset from the fact that you scanned it first. Okay. I am specialized in Understanding Numenera. 24 to start. Then a 21, you're specialized in understanding Numenera, so that's a 15. Okay, we've left, right? We left, the, we're out. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, you're, you're a couple blocks away. Yeah, I'll spend two levels of effort then because I need to know. I'm just going to uh, tap my pool, that's fine. Okay, so that brings it down to a 9. 12. So it's definitely like whatever it is intended to do when it triggers is somewhat lethal. In nature, it appears that it is designed to be marked by completion of the contract, which means whatever control device it is associated with needs to confirm that the contract is complete. So does that need to be my mom or is that? You don't know who has it. You know that you're supposed to turn in that to the, the handlers, but you have no idea who has the control device. And the control device, you know, like for something this advanced, this kind of Numenera, like the control device could be anything. You're not even sure exactly what to look for, but it wouldn't be anything that's with you. It's something that somebody would hold somewhere else. The other thing that you know is that it has two modes, which are specific and diffuse, and it appears to be in specific mode right now. Oh, great. I'll tell Dilly that. Huh. So one other thing I'll mention, Italius, since you did roll well on understanding Numenera, give me another understanding Numenera roll, but this time it's only a nine, which is a three for you. So what did you get? I got a two. Yeah, you have no idea. Nothing, nothing else. You don't draw any additional conclusions from that. They got a little kill tag in your arm. That's that's great. Got a little kill switch in there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mother Dearest or someone has the control switch. I wonder, I feel like it must be able to be remotely activated because there's a time limit on it, you know? Or it has an internal timer. <laughs> oh, cheery, cheery, cheery. Yeah, Natalia, as he says that, it makes more sense to you that the device itself that's in you has its own timer. And it's basically going to do whatever it's going to do unless the control unit tells it not to do it. The only, like active like modes to it that appear that you'd like could be manipulated is specific or diffuse okay. so Natalia, are you we know it's a kill switch but are, how confident do you feel like it's not tracking you like position wise was that something i would have known from the scan 
you don't think it's broadcasting anything. Okay. Yeah. So I don't think that I doesn't mean that there's not a connection between this and the control though. It's just not necessarily communicative other than switch modes, you know? Right. Yeah. No, that's still, that's still good though. It probably makes our job a little easier. Cause this is what I'm thinking. You pick the contract to get that cipher, right? If the cipher was in Clemuel's hands, then there's a good chance that the guardians and Dilly kind of whispers that part quietly. There's a good chance that the guardians kind of know what this is. So I'm thinking we go to Mama Jaren, ask her if she or has contact with anybody who knows what it is. And then we go down below Dr. Oz's place where she said she had that device that can craft Numenera and we make a fake. Maybe we do this in a weekend and then we have like nearly three months to like plant something else with the handlers, <laughs> right? Dilly, you're amazing. You're so amazing. Atalia will look down at Jeski and then back at Dilly and... This does complicate things, but, like, she's been with us the whole time, you know? Yeah, that's true. Because I, I almost feel like, like, don't say this, but at the same time, she's been with us in certain places. And also, Grandma, you know, she loved Jeski. Yeah. She told me to trust Jeski. Can you just ma make me feel better for a second? What happens when you scan Jeski? I scan Jeski. What happens? A yawning void opens forth. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Dilly screams, I knew it, before he is devoured. It all makes sense. <laughs> Jeski appears to be a Susky. She appears to be a very good girl in good health. Jeski is a Susky. Yeah. What level good girl is she? <laughs> She's level two. Chaotic good girl? She like a lawful good girl? She's still Susky. <laughs> Chaos then. <laughs> Best good girl. <laughs> but yeah, maybe you should go alone and give them a briefing and then we could meet up. I'll close my Oh shoot. Where are where are they? Um right. My guess is that if they didn't follow us here, then either they went on ahead to a Gmas place or maybe to Mama Jaren's. I don't know. I say we start on our way to Gma's place. Yes. But also, I feel like we're going to maybe need help. I don't know. Okay, yeah, sure. Let's go to... Oh, man. Yeah, I just don't feel very confident right now. Right, yeah. Yeah, let's go to Gma's and let's go sneakily, though. Yeah. Right. As sneakily as we can. Polly of Wall. Consider her goings and comings and comings and goings from Grandma's house since she lived there for years and years and worked for the handlers, so I'm presuming that she could come out with her out there that would be kind of back alley-ish, hopefully. Yeah, she'd have an asset on this. So give me it would be a stealth roll of you get the asset, you're specialized, so that would make it a three. Yeah, it's ten. Okay. Yeah, you think you've got a way that's that should keep you out of the eyes of anybody like watching the major thoroughfares. It's a way that you think you've gone before when you wanted to be absolutely sure you weren't being tailed by anybody. Along the way, can Dilly keep an eye out for any shadowy figures? Sure. Give me a perception roll of 12. Can I assist him? I am trained. Mm -hmm. Yep, that would bring it down to a 9 for him to start. I have a free level of effort, so I'm going to apply that. Okay, so 6. Natural 20. Wow. Boom. Wow. Okay. 
So you definitely don't see any shadowy figures following you. What would you propose as a major effect from your perception role? Would it be metagaming to say that we spot like Nyx, like down an alleyway or like just a, I, I see a brief flash of Nyx. For natural 20, I, that is totally legit. So as you guys are going, you're on your way, like following a tiny sneaky route when Dilly, like as you're kind of scoping. Actually, I'll give you both. As you guys are crossing one of the alleys, Dilly, you're kind of looking and one direction you can see a small figure dressed in yellow, about cha-cha sized, but it's not an outfit you've seen her wear before, heading down the alley in the general direction of that you guys were probably going to end up going in towards Jima's house. And when you look down the other side, sort of as you're checking the angles to make sure you're being, not being watched, you see... Nyx walking in the opposite direction, accompanied by a huge, hulking, familiar figure walking behind her that you immediately recognize from your past experience and also your nightmares as deuces. They are a long distance away from you as far as uh, distance on either side goes. Behind you, Italia, you hear a small fuck. Italia will whip around. <laughs> Dilly will silently point to Nyx being escorted by deuces. Atalia's hand will shoot out over Dilly's mouth and she will like cross down a little bit. Be like, do the little finger to the eyes to the to the guy and back and forth thing, you know, like oh, we're gonna we're gonna sneak mm-hmm. and try to stay hidden through a little ambush situation. Dilly will also point out Cha Cha going the other way, and then pantomime suggesting that Atalia should follow Nyx and Dilly will go get Cha Cha. Thumbs ups. We high five and then we break. Yes, we do. We do. Silently That's exactly high five. what happens. Yes. It's like air high five. Jeski looks back and forth at both of you guys and just sort of wags her tail slowly. Like clearly having no idea what's going on, but she's happy that you guys are happy. He's devious. Hell yeah, it's like <laughs> tells Jeski to to shush <laughs> and starts stealthing after after Ness and Nick's. So when you go shush, Jeski sits down obediently. And then as you start walking that way, Jeski kind of gets up. And But this time as she walks, there is no clack to her claws. She's figured out that you need stealth Seski right now. Stealth Jeski. Ah, oh, what a good Selsky. Yes. This is her redemption arc. That's what this is. Yeah, I, I don't know how I'm, I don't know how to compute it, you know? She's just too good a girl. Yeah. Okay, so... No such thing as a bad Sesky. Just good Seskis who do bad things. <laughs> it's true. All Seskis go to heaven. It's true. Okay. Italia and Jeski go off after Nick's and Deuces. Dilly starts heading off after Cha-Cha. Cha-Cha, you are approaching Jima's cottage at this point. It'll take a while for Dilly to catch up to you because Dilly's not much with the running. And you reach the house, and uh, there's the same, it looks the same as ever. How do you approach the house? I guess walk through the front door. Okay, you just walk through the front door. Things look mostly the same, except in one corner, kind of curled up and huddled there, is Jima. And she's holding her hand against her side. And her the hand that she's holding against her left side is stained red. 
I guess Tracha goes over to investigate. Okay. So you go over and Jima looks up. He says, Chacha, um, uh, good to see you again. And she kind of groans a bit and she says, would you do me a favor? Um, there's some, there's some gauze in the next room underneath the table. Um, Chacha nods and walks off to go find it. Okay. It's pretty easy to spot. It's right underneath the table there. There's a, there's a container of gauze that looks like it's been like the rest of this place is kind of messed up. This looks like it was sort of like deliberately placed. You suspect that probably Jima has been using this gauze already here, but yeah, you find the gauze. No problem. I guess Chacha goes back and offers the gauze to Jima. She says, thanks. Thanks. She reaches out with her right hand and on her left side, you can see her starting to unwind a bloodied dressing and she begins winding it back. She's like, says, um, it's good to see you again. You wouldn't happen to know where my granddaughter is, would you? No, she does her own thing. I suppose that's true. She always has. Things didn't quite go as planned. And it's about this point where Dilly arrives. Seeing that Cha-Cha got as far as Jima's place, Dilly will probably not stealthily, but kind of quietly, like, carefully approach. Cha-Cha, are you in here? Yeah, I think maybe Chima stabbed herself or Italia's mom did. <laughs> what? And Dilly goes all the way in. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. Chima uh. <laughs> looks up at you, Cha-Cha, uh, and says, yeah, that's, that's correct. It was my daughter. I mean, you said things didn't go as planned, so you could have tripped. That's, that's also true. <laughs> Has anybody ever told you, Chacha, that you're you're a funny person? No, usually they just tell me to leave them alone. Well, that's a shame. Jima, you know, finishes tightening up her bandage and says, This will heal, it's bad, but I've had worse. Oh, are you still walking if you've had worse than that? I know what to do, Dilly. Happy to see you again as well. Nice to see that you haven't been captured by the Nixos. I, oh, that reminds me. Uh, Chacha Nix was not captured, but she's currently being escorted by the one of the Nixos. So that's the thing. Also, Jima, we met Saliana. Wow, that was the thing. Yeah, she's she's quite the woman, isn't she? <laughs> quite the mother. So that's a thing. A whole lot's happened. Let me start from the beginning, and uh, Dilly will quickly recount the meeting that he watched with uh, Atalia and Saliana and where Atalia is right now. Okay. So you get to the point where you explain what the handlers injected in Atalia and she says, she did what? I, uh, you know what that is? Yeah. She right to her left arm, right to her arm. Doesn't matter. It'll be all through her body by now. Excuse me. It multiplies. Uh, can it be removed? can be deactivated, and then the body can flush it out on its own. But you need the control module for that. You wouldn't have to know where that is, would you? No. That's a pretty guarded secret, as you can probably imagine. They don't use those items very often. I'm honestly impressed that Saliana managed to petition to use one. But they take a while to configure. I mean, the way you described the meeting, I mean, it sounded like it was sort of a random thing, but, like, 
there's no way that that device would have been ready instantly. They would have had to prep that at least a day in advance. Uh, Salyan has been trying to get Talia to meet with her for a little bit, so I think she's had a day to prepare it. It also sounds like Salyan has been planning a lot of this from the start, so... Yeah, I mean, but I, I guess my point is it sounds like that she already knew what job she was going to offer before she even talked to you guys. I don't know. I don't know what the handlers do or how they work. So where did you say Italia's now? Was she still in Ward Anna? You guys were in Ward Kala. Ward Kala, damn it. But we were in Ward Kala when I spotted uh, Nixon company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the direction they were going, like, so you guys were headed, so... Chacho was heading towards Ward Laramon, which is where you are now. Nick's and Deuces were headed deeper into Ward Kala, closer to the center. Uh, yeah, so Nix is still in a Ward Kala following Nix, unless something more catastrophic has happened. I have no idea. Who knows what happens at four o'clock in the morning? Okay. Uh, do we need to get you somewhere, by the way? No, if she's heading towards where the Nixos are, she needs help. And Jima sort of puts her hands against the wall and pulls herself up in clear, very obvious pain. As she brings herself to a standing position, she's like, I need to get toward Colin now. I, no offense, ma'am, but I don't know how much you can help. You seem to be a little uh, impaired, to say the least. She looks at you and she says, Dilly, I fulfilled three contracts in a single night before with wounds like this. So, you're still hurt. I need to go help my granddaughter, Tilly. And she begins, like, walking with a slight limp towards the front door. Fuck. All right, fine. Well, at least let me help. How is Dilly helping? Dilly is going to give her a stable pillar to lean on and then also throw up another uh, disguise so that she appears as a uh, old woman who doesn't seem to move very well to mask the uh, limping. Okay. And are you disguising Cha-Cha as well? Yes. Okay. And what is your disguise like? Similar facial features to Gma's disguise make it look like I'm her grandson helping her out. Mm. And the Chacha is also like a sister or cousin. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. So you guys again moving in the direction of Wardkala. Nix. Deuces is directing you, and you finally reach this one house on Wardkala. And this this house has a small, like two or three steps up to the front door and deuces sort of points from behind you and says, go up and knock. All right. Next, we'll uh, knock a little pattern. So there is a pause and you can sort of hear and sense deuces coming up behind you on the steps and the door opens and there stands a middle-aged woman with very clear Numenera implants along the side of her head. And you hear Deuce says, Founder. And this woman looks at you and says, You must be Nyx. It's uh, time for you to have your talk with Minos. Follow me. Yo, if I knew that he just wanted to talk, like, you'd understand that there's some mixed messages with the bounty. Like, you know... Could have sent a cog courier or something. The situation is evolving. Oh. I'll let Minos explain the rest. All right, what's uh, what's your name? You can call me Isidra. Those implants are dope. Thank you. 
currently is she's heading up the stairs. Next, I'll follow her. And she leads you into an office and gestures at a seat in front of one of the desks, like clearly like the visitor seat. Is it bloodstained? <laughs> no, no, it's not bloodstained. It's just, it just looks like a, a normal chair. It's not as comfortable as the chair behind the desk, but it's still a decent chair. Check it for traps. Oh, I'm just kidding. Nix will, uh, will sit, sit mm-hmm. down. So you sit down and Asidra kind of like moves over and behind you along the wall. Like, so from the other side from where the desk is, there's a small couch and Asidra goes over and just sits in that behind you and Deuces takes up position at the door. And there is this just silence while you guys wait. You know, I kidnapped a nano the other day, and, like, I have to say, it is much less pleasant on this side of things. <laughs> Sidra kind of chuckles behind you, but doesn't answer otherwise. Uh, Talia, you have seen Nyx being led into this building. You saw her open the door. You saw a woman answer it. You couldn't really see a lot of details about her. And she leads Nyx and deuces into the building, and the door shuts. Do I still have the device that scans? You do. I want to scan the building and see if I can find where Nick is. Okay, so you've got to get up close to the building. So for that, first I need a stealth roll of nine, which is a three for you. Nineteen. Okay, so you're definitely going to be able to stealth up to the side of the building. What would you propose as a minor effect for your stealth roll? Italia is able to determine the stealthiest way in. Definitely not the front door. Okay, <laughs> good to know. I'll never see it coming. <laughs> it looks like from what you can see, like you see a window that looks like on the side that looks like it might be an ideal mode of ingress for you. But now that you're next to the building, if you want, you could scan it with your device. I'm going to scan it with my device. Okay. So you scan it with the device. It comes back and it shows this image up in front of you. And you, the image kind of appears above it and you can kind of pan and zoom. Uh, on it with your fingers. And honestly, this kind of thing would have helped you a ton in previous jobs. Like you can clearly see like the structure of the building, like the the window you spotted is definitely the easiest way in, but also appears to be farthest away from where anybody is currently standing. You can see that there are at least four people on this ground floor. There are five on the second floor. At least three of them appear to be concentrated in one room up there. And it doesn't tell me who the people are, just that they're in there. Yeah, it just identifies that there are people there. Okay. And roll 1d10 for depletion. Nine. Okay. So the, the device will continue working for now. It's not depleted. Okay. So you now have this notion of how you could enter. So what would you like to do with the information that you have determined? trying to figure out how I would... Well, I'm going to go in on this floor and and see what's going on inside and see if there's a way to get up to see who's in these rooms. Okay. So you have the scan. You have the information from your minor effect. So that brings it down to a nine stealth roll, which makes it a three for you since you're specialized to get in this window. Well... Okay, so you get inside without any problem, and you are now in this building. Upstairs, Nix, everything is sitting there, and there comes a moment when the door opens, 
And you can hear Deuces kind of step aside. And you hear these heavy footsteps coming in the door before it shuts. And you see, well, you, I guess it depends on if you turn around or if you just keep sitting forward at the desk. Oh, no, yeah, she would, uh, she would look. You see a very large individual, somehow even larger than Deuces. But the biggest difference is his neck is encircled in this complex bit of synth armor, maybe? You're not sure? As he trods over and sits down in the comfortable chair across the desk from you. And he says, so you're Nyx. Yeah, and you're the Nyx house. <laughs> he blinks. He's like, I'm Minos. Hey, Minos. The guard gave you away, by the way. Oh, at the, uh, the auction? Yeah. That's how we got your description. Oh, yeah. No, I tried. Yeah, I tried to kind of turn him and and fool him, and it didn't work out. So, like, you got good people. I'll say that much. Mm Mm-hmm. So where are your friends? You know, I actually don't know. This guy, like, sort of just grabbed me, and we started coming this way. I haven't seen my friends in a hot minute. Mm -hmm. Where's the item you guys stole from us? You know, I don't know that either. It's so weird. Who'd you give it to? Uh, can't tell you that. He leans back a little bit in his chair and just kind of fixes you with a gaze and says, You can't, huh? No. Yeah, so have you heard of the Benevolent Society and our tenants? I've heard what you guys call them, yeah. Wait, what? Like, did something happen? A lot of people have been kind of throwing shade at the society lately. Just saying, I don't trust people who go out of their way to call themselves the good guys. Well, I think it's a, you know, really good way to just let people know what you're about, being really upfront. It's like extreme honesty. Mm. You kind of look up over your shoulder and says, reminds me of that uh, study you were telling me about. And she calls from behind him. Oh, the one about culty programming? Yeah. And Minos looks back at you and says, anyway, yeah, I know. I know what the society says about itself. But I also want you to be realistic about your situation here. Uh. I want the item that was stolen from us. And I hear rumors that you've been traveling around with someone else that I've been looking for. Short guy, kind of nervous, good with his hands. Hmm. I've known a few nervous short guys. They seem pretty common in the city, you know, like... I don't know that how good he is or would be, or any of them are with their hands. Like, how how do you know he has, like, good hands? This is definitely going to be deception. <laughs> this is definitely an 18 deception roll. Oh, fuck. Specialized in social. Okay. So that makes it a 12. 17. Okay. Minos leans back and says, goes by Dillibrim, nicknamed Dilly. Adilla, what now? That's a ridiculous name. You sure you got that right? Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, well. Been a thorn on my side. I knew a short, nervous guy named Clarence. The other guy wasn't even, like, memorable. So another question, then. Somebody that I know you have met before. He certainly remembered you at the time. Do you know anything about the whereabouts of a man named Asus? I mean, uh, he kind of gets around, doesn't he? He does. 
you know, I let, you know, where I saw him, I, I, uh, it was right outside of the, uh, the auction that went like bad for both of us. Mm hmm. Yeah. You haven't seen him again recently? No. How's he doing? How, how do you heal up? So your, your original deception was really good. You're going to have an asset on this one because you did well the last time. Okay. So now it's a 15. You're specialized. That brings it down to a nine. Five. <laughs> okay. He kind of narrows his eyes like, yeah, you saw him. Last I heard, he was heading toward Anna on a tip of where to find this other individual I'm looking for. Oh, yeah. I spent some time in Ward Anna. You ever been to the Queen's Spittoon? I'm aware of it. Man, I used to be able to eat the Scorps. Scorps for days. You kill him? Oh, Aces? No, I think I just kind of crippled him. He was doing okay. Asidra helped him out with that. Oh, yeah, she has pretty sweet implants. I see that. Cool. You hear her move around a little bit on the couch. It's like, perhaps you'd like some. Hmm. You know, I've had some uh, modifications recently. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, like, are you offering? Sure. Let's say. I don't know. Where's your lab? Don't need a lab for my work. I always have everything I need right here. And she taps her head. Okay. So like a mobile nano doing low cost or free modification. You know, I think I will pass. It's not you, it's me. Minus says, we'll see. So Nix, I'm going to cut to the chase. I want the item back. I know you haven't had a life free of interference. Word has it the queen has it in for your family. That's a tough burden to bear. It's also a tough burden to bear when you've got an organization like ours looking for you. I can almost guarantee that if they haven't put two and two together already, the handlers will be looking for you soon, too. Two and two? Yeah. Nix, I'm offering you a chance to have the Nixos release your bounty, but I need something in return. An offer of friendship or... I need you for a job. I mean, I'm always interested in jobs, but like not jobs that conflict with perhaps past jobs. So I would need to know the nature of this, uh, this job. Well, I want the item that was stolen. See, that's what I'm saying. Like that, I, that con con conflicts with a past job. Like it's just, it's not good for me. A job for who? Again, can't tell you. Well, that's difficult. It's difficult for me, too, honestly. Yep. If you can't provide the device, you got anything else that you can trade in exchange for it? Otherwise, I've got ideas. Well, you've had longer to think about it than me, so why don't you share your ideas first, and then I'll offer any, like, counter ideas. We can really brainstorm together. Atalia, what are you doing in the house? You're in the house. Where are you going? Yeah, Atalia is totally searching for Nick. She's trying to remain as stealthy as possible. She doesn't, but she doesn't know if she's upstairs or downstairs. So I think depending on what level she comes in, she'll check, right? Because Atalia doesn't know that she's upstairs, or does she? Correct, correct. So you came in on the ground floor. Okay. So if you're checking, go ahead and give me a stealth roll of 12, which would be a 6 for you. 16. Okay. So you are able to kind of slink around the first floor. And while there are definitely people down here where you expected them to be, none of them appear to be Nyx. They're not anybody you recognize either. Presumably, they're just Nyxos people. If she's not on this floor, then Natalia will 
move upstairs and start looking for her. Okay. With that stealth roll, I think you could get up there and start searching around the upstairs as well. Give me a perception roll of nine. Okay, I'm trained in perception. Okay. Is perception intellect? Yes. All right, I'll spend a singular level of effort. Okay, so that brings out a six. Sixteen again. Okay. You get close to this one door when you hear Nick's basically saying, well, you've had longer to think about it, you know, tell me what you're thinking. And you hear Minus say, we found Ace's body earlier today. That's rough. Yeah. My man Deuce is over there and needs a new partner. Like temporary until he finds a, a permanent. Until you paid off your debt. I don't, hmm. Deuce seems like real cool, not gonna lie. Um, what else you get? What else you get? To make an example of you? To just the masses or? Anyone who would try to cross us. Okay. And I'm asking you to consider this carefully. Yeah. Because I have a good feeling about you. And our examples tend to be messy. So you're offering me to do dirty jobs with deuces for the Nexos. Jobs, yeah. Hmm. And are those jobs going to contradict with any of my other jobs? Like, I'm a freelancer. I have to be very careful. I can keep you from having to look for the item. Well, that's really cool. So would you rather have me... Oh, shoot. No, Nick isn't saying that out loud. <laughs> Uh, the giant artifact under the city. Then I remembered that it's the Nixos. That'd be fucking wild, though. Nix might even do it, too. Alia's trying to silently check if the door is locked or not. Okay. So I think you have something in lockpicking, which we could say is just, like, the equivalent of trying to figure this out. Yeah. Superb infiltrator. Yeah, so I guess that would make it a six. Fourteen. It is not locked. Natalia's waiting to do anything until she hears any sounds of distress, I guess. Okay. As she's aware that there's at least three people in this room when she last checks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. What if instead I told you about a different item of great power? I'm listening. I mean, I gotta know that if I tell you about this, I'm walking out of here bounty free. Presuming that you actually can deliver the item and we can confirm its existence. We're not going to go chasing off any fair tales. Well, so bringing the item to you is not so easy. How so? You know what? I'll just work with deuces. Sure. Yeah. Hmm. Got my interest now. I mean, it's it's like, it's kind of a... You got to understand where my head is at, right? Like... This is a this is a lot of power, and you already have a lot of power. So I'm I'm just questioning the wisdom of sharing this information with you when you have been like kind of a pretty intense enemy like for a long time. This is a very odd but effective sales pitch you're doing right here. Well, I would I would I I guess it is for sale because uh, worth like twelve hundred big ones. So, but I wasn't really thinking in monetary terms, you know. So where's the item? I mean, so it's in Charmond. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's like a you know it's it's all about location. So it's nice and close. What ward did Nick grow up in? Ward Maris. 
Because that's where uh, Dr. Rasley's house is in the vicinity. It's in uh, Ward Maris. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, underneath. You do hear some movement on the couch behind you. And Mino says, underneath. Interesting. Tell me more. So I'm not 100% sure what it does. Like, I'm not a artifact, Numenera, whatever person, uh, even remotely. Um, kind of goes over my head, you know. It is the reason that the Queen's Nano achieved that level of, of power. Wait, are you talking about the Nano that sells the jade eggs? Yeah, I heard they're addictive, FYI. Just, like, tell everybody. <laughs> I would assume so from how often people buy them over and over again. I'm no nano, but I know I know the narcotics business when I see it. Oh, dang. They're in, you think it's intentional? God, I knew she was a fucking rat. You know how hard it was to get that out of her? Whether the jade eggs are effective or not? Whatever. It's a solid business plan, <laughs> even if it's not my particular taste. So yeah, the secret to her power is uh, is underneath Ward Mara's. And you know how to get to it. You can get our people there. I can get your people to the vicinity. That's not going to cut it. We need access to it. Otherwise, we're just chasing a fairy tale. Well, I just haven't been down there yet. Like, this is fresh info. Are you sure she wasn't lying to you about it? Oh, yeah. No, I'm, re- I'm real sure she wasn't lying to me. Okay, give me a social roll. With your specialization, you'll be a six. Okay, I'll just roll that straight up. Sixteen. Okay, that's interesting. What do you need to do to get access to it? I know where the entrance is supposed to be. That's, like, really kind of it. So you don't know how to access the device, how to use it, how to get to it exactly? No, but I didn't know how to, you know, access your artifact, nevertheless. That's fair. Do you have a way of finding out how to get there? I mean, yeah. Why don't we do that and have a couple of my people escort you? Down there? Mm Mm-hmm. So we have to go get someone. Yeah, that's not a problem. My people can go with you. Gotta hang out with deuces anyway. I feel like this is fine. It depends on whether you're talking about one job or paying off your debt through labor. It's at this point, by the way, that Juma, Dilly, and Cha-Cha reach the exterior of this house from a far alley. Juma knows exactly where this house is. Uh, are you just thinking about just going straight in there? Is that, what's your plan? I prefer to go sneakily, but with this wound, I don't know how easy that would be. Uh, Usually I try to slip in and out, but it's going to be difficult with this. Since there's three of us, I thought we would go the body count route. What? Can I get the details? Can we get the details on what that means? We kill everyone we see until we find them. And that's easier with your wound? She... Grunts and stands up and tries to stretch a bit and winces. And she's like, I don't need to be quiet for that. She looks at you, Dilly, and she says, pain is just a function of your nervous system. Yeah, telling you that there's damage. It can be ignored for a while. She turns and she looks at Cha-Cha and she's like, I have a feeling you know what I'm talking about. Pain makes you work harder. That's right. (laughs) That's nervous laughter. (laughs) <laughs> Dilly's just like looking between uh, Jima and Chacha, just like, what? Uh, uh, I don't like this train of thought. Dilly, I know you've got it in you. You survived this long. 
by avoiding danger. She turns and looks at Cha-Cha and she says, Is that true? Seems like you guys have been living dangerous lives. I mean, he avoids danger most of the time. Well, Dilly, there's always a chance for personal growth. <laughs> she uh, reaches into her cloak and she looks at you, Dilly, and she says, I see you got a dart thrower. Yeah. She hands you a dagger and says, sometimes you got to get in close. <laughs> oh. Uh. <laughs> she looks over at Cha-Cha and she spots the handler's dagger that Cha-Cha has and says, I see you've already got one. There are some easy points to hit when you're this small. That's right. Use their size against them. Dilly will shakily take the dagger and look to Chacha. Any tips? Center mass, major arteries are where the limbs come out. Okay. Dagger does two damage. Mm -hmm. And it's a light weapon, so it eases the attack. And Jima looks at both of you and says, Can I count on you guys for this? Everyone will die until we get next back. I'll be present. That's all I can really promise. Need more than that, Dilly. I know you've got it in you. It might pass, but I... Dilly, make an 18 speed defense roll. Fucking... Okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna do that straight. <laughs> 17. She slaps you, open-handed, across the face. And she says, Your friends might die if you don't do this. And you're telling me you'll be present? That my granddaughter, that her friend, could die? And you're just gonna be present? <laughs> What are you feeling right now, Dilly? Fear? Maybe a little bit of rage. I thought so. She slaps you again. Okay. You're not taking any damage from this, by the way. <laughs> okay, good. I was going to ask, like, yeah. is Dilly down? No. And she says, use it. Uh, okay. Let's go. And she turns and starts walking towards the front door. And that's where we'll end this episode. Oh, fuck. Oh, okay. Okay. That's fine. Everything's fine. I'm okay. Are you okay? Yo, Dilly needs a nap. I feel it's only appropriate to say something about this episode. Yeah, kind of really loved being obnoxious to the baddies. <laughs> <laughs> kind of an interesting situation. I liked the, the tension in the, uh, in the situation. And I just, I don't know why. I just feel like being Deuce's partner is a real bad idea. I just do. <laughs> so... <laughs> weird that you feel that way so weird the last one did you happen to the last one you could go together i mean deuces is also needs no weapons by the way oh buds yeah but like many many levels <laughs> mm -hmm. okay cool so we have a segment that we do each week called player intrusions that's where we offer you the listeners an xp to check out something we think you would really dig this week it is my turn and I will offer you all an XP to, I'm actually going to break my, one of my internal rules, which is that normally I won't recommend something unless I've completely finished it, or at least everything there is today. But I'm going to break that rule and recommend that you all watch Ted Lasso on Apple TV. Ted Lasso is one of those shows that when I first heard the pitch, I was not like particularly excited about because I'm not usually big into like sports themed movies. The basic principle is that Ted Lasso is this guy, this coach from Indiana, played by Jason Sudeikis. He's a football coach, 
And he sort of on a whim, there's a reason why that kind of becomes obvious during the show, agrees to take on a job to go to England to coach a soccer team there, despite having never coached soccer before. So he goes out there with his coaching assistant and the woman who owns the team has acquired it as part of a divorce. And she's interested in seeing the team fall under because of her husband loved it so much. And Ted Lasso, Jason Stakis plays him like he comes off like with sort of like this sort of uh, like it would be really easy to play Ted Lasso as sort of like like a country bumpkin or something like that, except that Ted Lasso is so sharp and so observant and so socially aware and so inherently charming. Like the problem is that like he comes in and even though everything's stacked against him and the team doesn't trust him and other reporters does, like the team starts playing better slowly because he makes them think like a team because he's so charming. And that alone would just be like an okay series but they do something in the series that is magical and that we were watching and we were fully expecting like the owner of the team. We were expecting her to be the villain. And there were other people that we were expecting to be the villain, like his, like his estranged wife or the journalists or the cockier members of the team and things like that. And we were about three episodes in when my wife turned to me and said, Oh my God, they're going to make us love every one of these characters, aren't they? And this show is like, it is our, our stress relief. Like at the end of the day, like when we watch it, like I watch an episode of it, we just end up happier than we were because the characters are all so lovable and so nuanced and it is funny, but not mean spirited. It is just a lovely, uplifting show. So I would highly recommend people check out Ted Lasso. We like uplifting and good. Yes, it's really good. Like, like we love our heavy shows that we watch. Like, we actually started watching The Promised Neverland on Samson's recommendation, which is a great show. Yes. But those are heavy shows. And Ted Lasso, a lot of times with hard shows, will be our chaser at the end of the night. Like, we've watched a couple hard episodes of something. Now we need something uplifting before we go to bed so that I don't get strange dreams from Promised Neverland again. <laughs> if people wanted to reach out to us to tell us what they think of Ted Lasso or the podcast, how would they do that, Marietta? Well, they could go to our website, explorers1.fm, and they would find links to all of our social medias. We are on Twitter at Explorers Wanted. We are on Instagram at Explorers Wanted Podcast. And we are Explorers Wanted, a human era podcast on Facebook. And we also have a Patreon. If it is within your means and you're into the podcast and you want to see more content for us, a great way to support us is through that. Yeah. And also, if you're looking to interact with us, the best way to do so is to come hang out with us on our Discord. There's a link to our Discord server on all of our social medias and our website, which is, again, ExplorersWanted.fm. Come to our Discord, hang out with us, and give us feedback. We'd love to hear from you, what you like, show us your plans, all that good stuff. Plus, we're desperate. Awesome. And honestly, the best thing that you could do for us if you like the show is to tell a friend and tell them why they should listen to us. The second best thing you could do for us is to leave us a five-star written review on a podcast directory, particularly Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podchaser. Those written reviews make a huge difference in people trying out the show. 
there are so many actual plays out there and reviews are really a huge differentiator when people are looking. If you didn't like the podcast or you just thought it was meh, well, I need to tell you something important. The tardigrade or water bear can survive almost any environment. And to be honest, given their ability to survive even the vacuum of space, we're not even 100% sure they came from this planet to start with. Now, they're too small to see with your naked eye, and we are so large as to be almost imperceptible to them, which is honestly for the best. Because if they ever do see you, then they only have one recourse, and I'm afraid they outnumber us. You will be helpless as swarms of incredibly small moths begin to eat away at this flesh husk you call a body. If you want to reach out to us individually on Twitter, you can. You can find me at Anderlich, A-N-D-R-L-I-K. This might not be the place for this, but I definitely, until that, thought that tardigrades were just a mythical creature everyone had plushies of. Um, Now I realize it is a real thing. Wow, we're a learning podcast. Anyway, uh, people can find me on Twitter at Stace Windu. You can tell me how I can fast forward the process of being eaten by water bears at Slam Potato. You can find me at Real Tea Unicorn on Twitter and Tea with a Unicorn on Twitch. Yes, Alex's streams on Twitch are awesome, so check those out. And if you've seen Star Trek Discovery and know the tardigrade tie-ins and want to tweet me about it, because I tweet on Twitter so much and I'm on a hike, is my handle. Well, thanks, bye. <laughs> All right, that's it for us. Hope you enjoyed the show. We will be back next week, as we will for every week in the foreseeable future. Have a good night, day, weekend, or whenever you listen to this. 